B. SummerSlam's around the corner, but we're talking about the black and gold with the red and black, gold and red brands. NXT and NXT UK, it's Straped and Gold. Hello, everyone. My name is Global Boys, and thank you so much for watching and experiencing this live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, especially from the Twitch. Drop me a follow. We're breaking down all the action here on NXT and NXT UK, but as always, I am not alone. I'm being joined by the man from the Wrestling Inc. Raw recap show, as well as Championship Wrestling Hollywood, and as well as Santino Brothers Wrestling Academy. Give it up for real, Jack Palmer. What's going on, sir? Man, it's been a crazy time to be a wrestling fan. I had a fun time, uh, speaking of Santino Brothers, just to talk about stuff I'm working on. Got to work with Adnan Qureshi, who is the ring announcer for New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong. And uh, it was very fun to work with him this past week for Santino Brothers up all night. We called the action in the main event, and he did some ring announcing as well. Got to work with him. And just kind of cool, the people you get to work with when you're out there doing the thing. Why is it called up all night? I mean to ask you that. Because we go all night long. I kind of walk right into that or, one. Uh, or, or, or about an hour, depending. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> I had about enough. That, yes. That's the that's the, uh, the middle age. It's a party. I'll, I'll go for an hour. That's that's pretty much all I'll do. <laughs> uh, if you guys are watching and, and, and commenting in the, in the chat, make sure you do that. We'll answer your questions as the hour goes on. But And Jack is telling me that he's a superstar, so it's pretty cool to say he's doing things at nighttime as well. Yeah, that's when the stars shine brightest. Deep in hard sexes. Uh, NXT UK is up first, and our tag team contest was our main event. Mustache Mountain, the elder statesman of NXT UK, had a little bit of a side plate check, if you will. <laughs> it gets pretty deadly. That was our main event. Seems pretty deadly retained. I'm going to say I was surprised, but Jack's going to say he's not surprised. But what I am surprised about is how they won. Jack, take it away. So look at, I mean, how amazing is this? Pretty deadly showing up, looking better than Tom Selleck and Burt Reynolds together, outdoing Mustache Mountain in the Mustache game. And Flobo, let me tell you, if Pretty Deadly wanted to be better mountains, they could be better mountains than Mustache Mountain if they wanted mm. to. But they come out here and they nice. have a great match. This one was incredibly competitive. My heart was skipping beats multiple times i clutched my pearls flobo but in the end not only did pretty deadly win but they won twice not only did mustache mountain throw in the towel but they also got pinned this should count as two wins for pretty deadly i don't know what's more ridiculous the mustaches pretty deadly hat or the fact you wear a suit with pearls jack they're cheaters they're cheaters they cheated once they cheated twice and they should get caught that match should be shaken from the record and there should be a rematch well, of course, I don't expect you to understand fashion like side plate checks. Yes, boy. But right. throw it from the record. These guys, by the way, should have been DQ'd Mustache Mountain when they pulled the hair of Pretty Deadly. I, did you see how they pulled their mustaches right off their faces? That is an illegal move. You're not allowed to do that. They should have been DQ'd there. But the champions, being the champions they are, fighting through the cheating shenanigans of Mustache Mountain and able to continue on. And I can only imagine the pain they went through when that happened, having their mustaches pulled off. But, man, champions do what champions do, and pretty deadly are some pretty deadly champions. You know those mustaches were glued on, so therefore they're costumes, not hair. I don't know why you're even arguing this, Jack. Not at all. Let's, let's pretend you were right. Let's pretend, pretend? they were glued on. Could you imagine having something glued to your face, ripped off, and having to continue doing whatever it is you're doing? 
these guys deserve a medal. Are you kidding me? Danny Luna got her hair ripped out. The ref was like, play on. Don't change the subject. That that, that's the same subject. Hair's being removed. Same subject. Her extension getting ripped out has nothing to do. It's It's nothing the same. Not the same at all. Don't float in space, Jack. They're attached to actual hair. There's she had her extension ripped out. That that's not nearly the same thing as having facial hair attached to your face ripped out and pulled off. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the match itself. Pretty deadly. You could argue, argue, you agree that this was their toughest challenge yet as champions. Agree or disagree? I would, I would agree. This one was a look. If you're a fan of pro wrestling and if you're watching NXT UK, I'm guessing you are. This is exactly what you look for. This was a great match. These guys really went at it. I have to say, Mustache Mountain really stepped up. And if they were facing any other tag team, they may have had a chance. I'm actually going to give a little bit of credit, a modicum of credit over there, Jack, because when uh, I think it was Holly, one of them, (laughs) when they kicked out of the Tyler Driver 97, I was like, oh, like I don't think anyone's kicked out of a Tyler Driver 97 that quickly before. So I guess they're kind of earning their keep. It was kind of a weird idea to have them be champions, at least to me, but this seems to be a bona fide thing. One thing you you and I think we'll agree on this too, uh, and I gotta I I will say I agree with you on the Tyler Driver. I thought that was it because that's that's the move that's put away so many people. But I, I, something I think you and I will both agree on as well is in NXT UK, just getting to a title shot is so difficult, it's so arduous, and for them to get there and get the title shot and then to win the titles. And then to defend it, becoming a champion in NXT really, really means something. And I don't mean that with any disrespect to any other company, brands, whatever. But mm-hmm. if you get a title shot and you win a title in NXT UK, you have to be one of the best in the world. And I think over the past few months, pretty deadly, love them or love them a lot, they're proving that they are some of the best in the world. I want to talk to the head in the chat, Lamb, who says, it's not the same. Mustache Mountain did it on purpose as far as pulling out, uh, getting mm-hmm. the hair pulled out. Danny Luna lost some of her hair when she slipped from the turnbuckle. Different story, Flo, will get it right. You know what, Lamb? I like how you listen every week just to trash me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to Jackie Fennies. Lamb is making fantastic points, by the way. This, this uh, you know, fake news you have, this skew you have. Uh, that you always try to slant things towards the wrestlers you like, as opposed to trying to give real honest feedback. It's, it's, it's not a good look Flobo. Let's talk about wrestlers. I do like at top of the card, which was surprising to me because I thought it would have been a main event here. Stevie Turner takes on Mako Sadamore with Mila McKenzie. Well, that's a, a question about a second for the NXT UK women's championship. And while the final boss wins once again, Stevie Turner did a fantastic showing. In fact, it was my favorite wrestling match of the week. I know crazy praise Jack Farmer questions. I have Stevie Turner. Did she show out and prove who she, who she was? Is Mako Sanamura truly and Bonafide the still the final boss? And what is the deal with Mila McKenzie? So that's so first and foremost, of course, we have uh Stevie Turner looking like a Fortnite character. She's a video game character, though. She <laughs> did run into that final boss today, but you make a good point. She showed she belonged up there with a very unorthodox approach to things, whether it be the way she does that flatliner off the ropes, or which she wasn't able to get today, but uh, the way she would run to the ropes and change direction mid-run and hit 
Mako Sadamore with those kicks. Very uh, Dakota Kai-like in many moments, I noticed. Hitting those big extended leg boots to the face of the final boss. But again, it wasn't enough. Mako using the STF and not that uh, Scorpion Rising kick that she likes to win with. I think you can see just how good Stevie Turner was by the fact that Mako had to use a different move to get the win today. It did feel like it was a showcase for both these ladies. Uh, Mako Sanamora has a very a distinct flavor in her matches, but definitely found something different taking it to Stevie Turner. I was a bit concerned that this match was a bit too quick for Stevie, but then I realized it's kind of what NXT UK does. There's a lot of people on that roster that cut the line and decide to go to the top. They get cut down and they come back stronger and smarter. So is Stevie Turner the most uh, intelligent person on the roster? They're saying, let me get that part out of the way first. That's a good point. This is a very cliche comment, but um, but iron sharpens iron, right? And I think in NXT UK, the wrestlers there know that if you want to be the very best and you want to get in there with the very best, you have to put yourselves in the fire and be forged with the very best to become the sharpest you can be. And I think Stevie Turner knows she's not going to reach that level just practicing with other people who are still in training she needs to be in there with the very best and she got that rep tonight and to your point i think she's going to be a lot more dangerous and a lot tougher after today even though she took the l Elliot Fletcher says, is Stevie Turner related to Kushida? They're both futuristic. And all the dimensions as well, good sir. And uh, Lamb says, the story of that Amelia went to make us on a more girls pro wrestling promotion to get better before a comeback to NXT UK. Mako is her mentor, which I agree. But the thing I have a question is, is that it seemed that for a, a while there at NXT UK, they were trying to keep them separate. But now it seems like, oh, we're just going to go back to that story, which is not necessarily bad or wrong. But I wonder if this is going to be a continuation of that, or is Amelia McKenzie going to turn i'll make us out of moral well see flobo you're smarter than i give you credit for sometimes <laughs> uh, i think that's the, that's what it is i think what mackenzie's doing right now is she's hanging on the outside and she's seen that mako sadamora as we said the past few weeks she's been stirring up the hornet's nets she's been getting everyone all excited getting everyone to come after her she's drawing a line in the sand and saying the line starts here and right now mako just had a very tough defense she took took a little bit of a beating but came out with a win she's gonna have another defense and another defense and another defense and eventually the miles and the matches are gonna start adding up and mackenzie's got a front row seat to know the exact right time to say now is when too much is added up and take advantage and possibly show her mentor that she has surpassed her that's a good point. I, I know this one, this match here was definitely Mako going to the ladies' locker room, saying, grab the brass ring. Stevie Turner's like, I'm doing it. Uh, after a match like this, which Mako did win, I'm not taking that away from her, but she got pushed to the limit a little bit. Would she be open to more open challenges again? Or do you think she'll say, you know what? I'm going back to the top of the mountain. You have to earn your way to go through me. I'll pick and choose my opponents after that. Mako Sadamora's got a lot of pride. I think once she set a precedent, she's not going to back away from it because I think she's the kind of person that knows if she was to step away from these open challenges, it's kind of admitting defeat in a way. It's kind of admitting maybe she bit off more than she can chew. I don't think that's the kind of person Mako Sadamora is. I think she's going to double down and say, look, I said I'm going to take open challenges. I'm going to take open challenges. Who's next, Goldberg? Who's next? I think that's what she's going to say. <laughs> 
if Goldberg showed up at NXT UK, I can just imagine the scene of like him showing up with the pyro, then like eight dudes, like Rampage Brown showing up, like get him. <laughs> I imagine <laughs> he walks out. And I just imagine him walking out, the pyro clears, and you see Walter's hand go, <laughs> and he just goes, ow! Respect the ring. Uh, <laughs> oh, speaking of owls, let's talk about this match here. Apparently. Your boy Eddie Dennis had the bright idea to face the wild man Saxon Huxley in a contest. And before long, he was folded up like a matchbook. But that being said, after the matchup, Symbiosis got involved and exerted their dominance. Now, yes, they were the ones standing tall, as for your buddy Eddie Dennis on Twitter said. But Eddie Dennis did lose to a man with a less than desirable win-loss record. What do you make of that, Jack? You threw a lot of assumptions out there, Flobo. Just one. Have, have you seen Saxon Huxley lately? This is what the guy does. He wanders around yelling and screaming to himself like a total marauding madman. Uh, let me let me let me correct myself. Not like a madman. He is a madman. So when he goes out to the ring, who's to say he's even scheduled for a match? He's probably just walking around like crazy. But that's when Eddie Dennis shows up. Eddie Dennis, look. He knows how to speak to people who might be a little more crazy, a little more wild. You look at symbiosis and the people around him. You have these guys that have been more animalistic, but he knows how to work with them. So he walks out and he says, guys, go to the back. Go to the back. And he comes out to the ring. And the first thing he does, he looks at the camera and he goes, shh. He's trying to calm Saxon Huxley down, trying to calm him down, trying to speak to him like a person, trying to reason He's not a ringmaster. Listen, listen. So this is what happens. Look, I know Eddie Dennis is a well-read person. They, Nigel even said it. He reads two books a week. So I know he's very familiar with the Edgar Rice Burroughs classic Tarzan, a movie or a, a book about this animalistic, evil, wild man living in the jungle. And, and suddenly this intelligent, good-natured, civilized person comes and takes him and tries to help him and try to make him a better person. But much like the book, Tarzan just says, no, I'm still going to be evil. I'm still going to be bad. I'm still going to be this wild person. And even though Eddie Dennis tried his best, sometimes I think if you're going to try to help somebody, it, you, you need to use the stick and not the carrot. And that's what happened after the match today. Lamb in the chat says, what a great analysis by Jack about Eddie Dennis, which I have to say, you got to be off your rocker, good sir. For weeks, Eddie Dennis is saying he's the toughest guy, he's smart, he's pointing to his temple more than Jericho did in the 1990s. And then you have someone that only showed up that basically shut him up and he couldn't take it. Had to call his boys, had to bring his gang warfare back into the ring. I'll argue that Saxon was a bit more civilized than Eddie Dennis here. And because not only the fact that Eddie Dennis has a friend named Primate, it's because he couldn't take a loss well enough alone. Going to violence immediately is the easiest and most uncivilized way. It's wrestling, Jack! That's what we do! It's and violence! So that's why Eddie Dennis, he was trying to make Saxon Huxley better. He's trying to improve him, much like Primate. Primate was a very similar situation as Saxon Huxley, but then Eddie Dennis spoke some sense to him. He knew how to communicate with him because, again, Eddie Dennis knows how to communicate and educate. Those are the two most important things. He brought that to Saxon Huxley. Now, Saxon Huxley may be a little bit slower than what we all originally thought. And that's why Eddie Dennis needed to change his tactics and 
like I said, use a little bit of the stick. Try to show him that listening to someone like Eddie Dennis is smarter than not listening to him. Instead of those crazy voices Saxon must be hearing in his head, I can't believe you're empowering him to listen to his crazy voices. I assume signing up for NXT UK's contract is a psychological evaluation. But if you want to listen to Jack and hit him up on Twitter and say how wrong he is, at Real Jack Farmer, please let him know he's off base when it comes with anything that's simulation. I have no idea what's on his mind whatsoever. But uh, talk about that last, the last part of that matchup, the crucifix powerbomb. Do you, do you powerbomb your friends to make them find sense in things? When they're talking crazy. And, you know, one of these days, if you're not careful... Maybe Symbiosis and I are going to show up to your place and I'll have to powerbomb some sense into you, Flobo. And the worst part about it is, usually I'll say, Eddie Dennis doesn't know that you're alive, but he literally says, Jack has my back on Twitter. It happened today. So I'm a little yeah. afraid. Yeah, it's, it's true. <laughs> I like T-Bone. He's cool. Stop. <laughs> Those are the uh, famous last words. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Before we get to our final match, which is Ildon versus Danny Luna, I want your thoughts about the Rampage or Coffee match. The third match is on the horizon. I didn't really think this was going to have a part three final chapter, but what do you think of it? Is it really going to be the culmination of their story or something else is going to happen involved in this one? It is no pinfalls are allowed, only submissions or knockouts. You know what I love about this match happening next week? This is This just tickled me. I love it. There's going to be a lot of new eyeballs seeing NXT UK on NXT TakeOver this week. And they're going to see Walter versus Dragunov. And it's going to be such a hard-hitting, brutal affair. I think a lot of people are going to say, that was really hard-hitting. I wonder if it's always like that on NXT UK. Maybe I'll try tuning in this week. And what are they going to see? They're going to see Coffee versus Rampage. And boy, howdy, are they going to see that that is how the brand works and that it's hard-hitting. It's going to be, for lack of a better term, a one-two punch that is really going to show people just how tough this brand is. Yeah, that is that is. All men in that meat, in that ring right there, slapping meat, baby. That's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be like, like Lamb says, it may be a match that you're a candidate if they're given the time to make that happen. Uh, but yeah, no pinfalls, so you know it's gonna be something on next level. Yeah, I, I don't. What I love about this situation too is because with NXT UK, these guys just beat each other so much in matches that. I, I can just see them going to knockout with just their fists. So many other places you see a, you hear like a last man standing match type scenario and they've got to go all over the place and do all, do all these crazy things. And look, that may happen next week. We're going to have to tune in to find out, but it would not shock me if coffee hits rampage so hard. He knocks him out just with a fist. It would not shock me if rampage is able to power bomb the crap out of coffee so much. He can't get up. These guys hit so hard and it comes so fast and so often that this might just be two bulls running into each other. I cannot wait for that matchup. Real, uh, just real quick. Who do you got in the future? I know you like doing predictions, but I'm putting you to the wall here. Coffee or Brown? I'm going to go coffee, uh, rampage. I'm going to go wait, rampage. What? <laughs> Call no. rampage. No, 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 no. So, Hedge bets. I, I mix, I mix up. So I'm going to pick Rampage Brown to win this match. And the reason is because I've been saying for a while, Gallus boys are fractured right now. They don't, they're not working together as a unit. They work best when they're all on the same page. And right now you have, uh, Wolfgang going off doing his thing, coffee doing his thing, the other coffee doing his thing. 
there's not they're not working together. It doesn't seem like they're focused enough. And I think that might be the thing that undoes uh, Joe Coffey in his match against Rampage Brown. Rampage Brown doesn't have other plates spinning. He doesn't have things on the back burner. He's got one thing in mind, and that is putting down Joe Coffey. And that's why I got to back Rampage Brown on this one. I think he's all in on getting the win next week. Uh, to be fair, I think I have Joe Coffey win this one, but I can't argue with that rationale. I really can't. It, it does seem that Gallus isn't as strong as they were ever since losing the tag team titles. Uh, yeah, and I'm not sure. <laughs> and that one, that thing that you can do, I can do better thing that Mark Coffey and Wolfgang are doing. It's fun. It's cute, but not quite the core mission. But I'm going to go with Joe. But I, I really don't have like a, a nice rationale. So I think on points alone, you would have won this debate. Uh, but we had to move on to the final match of the evening. Evening. Isla Dawn versus Danny Luna of subculture. And well, Danny Luna's been hitting the gym because we're seeing a lot more of that kinetic movement. That range of motion has been like doubled since joining the subculture crew. And she gets the win here, but not before Isla Dawn creeps me out. One, it takes a lock of her hair. I don't know if it's okay with Jack to do that now. <laughs> Two, thoughts about that match. So, yeah, I got to give Danny Luna credit. You know I don't like to give Subculture a whole lot of credit, but you got to give Danny Luna a lot of credit here because she was already powerful. But, yeah, you're right. The way she's been able to move and the things she's been able to do and the results in the ring clearly speak for themselves. I was really bummed out, though. I was really hoping Isla Dawn got the win here because we always want people who give it their all to do well, right? And mm -hmm. I look at Isla Dawn, and no one has given more to being successful in the ring than Isla Dawn. I mean, we talk about what you do with your body in the gym and what you put yourself through, but Isla Dawn feels like she may have sold her soul to get to the next level here. <laughs> she may have she may have really backed it all to get to the yeah. next level here. And to not get a win, it was heartbreaking for me, but she did get that lock of hair, and I just get this sneaky feeling that that might have been a bigger win than getting the actual win here today. Yeah, Lamb agrees with the chat. He says, Dan Luna won the match, but Isla Dawn is a real winner because she got what she wanted for whatever reason. <laughs> I got to agree. What is going on, man? Is she joining a cult? Is she looking inside? Are there more Isla Dawn disciples? What do you expect? She's going to go to the stylist and say, this is the color green I want my hair to be. Oh, right. That's the whole idea. I beat <laughs> it out of my opponent. <laughs> no. I couldn't, that's how that works. I couldn't explain it, so I just went and got it. Uh, She's like, take a picture next time. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. There, there's been some weird stuff with Isla Dawn. She's been doing things, and usually, especially in NXT UK, if you're not getting dubs, then it's hard to find you to be interesting. But I'm still very fascinated to see what's going on with Isla Dawn, what's next for her. I feel like, I feel like right now, this is that calm before the storm for her. I think some big things are on the horizon. My final thought before moving on to NXT Prime is that this, even though it wasn't official, it did feel like this week and even next week, maybe like one of the NXT UK split pay-per-view on-show experiences. I mean, so many title matches and shifting alliances. A lot of times with wrestling fans, especially with certain promotions, we wonder about storytelling short-term and long-term. We're getting all that here at NXT UK, and it rolls on. Jack? Yeah, I mean, this is, we say it week in, week out, and I know it was mentioned in the chat asking about whether or not someone should try to try out NXT UK. Do yourself a favor and try out NXT UK. It's only an hour long, so it's nice and condensed, and I always say minute for minute might be the best wrestling show of all the networks, so really check it out. These guys and girls just go at it 
so hard every single week. The show's always great. There's never wasted time. I feel like every match I find myself not knowing for sure how it's going to turn out. And it's just, it's really, really fun to watch. It's one of my favorite wrestling programs on TV. Uh, this week was no exception. Breath of fresh air. And I get so hyped for watching it. It is kind of weird for me as a wrestling fan, because when I think of wrestling, wrestling, I grew up in the East coast. When I think of wrestling, it's like nighttime after everything's done, check it out. And this comes on like at 12 o'clock noon here in Los Angeles. But once I get past that, it's so much fun. Check it out when you can. Yeah. So this Sunday on NXT Prime, we have TakeOver 36, and it's going to be a banger. But let's go with the, the card prediction first, because everything that kind of happened in NXT kind of related to that TakeOver matchup. And first things first, a little bit of NXT UK flavor. Walter Dragunov, too. And we saw a little bit of, of Dragunov with his match against Roderick Strong this week. Jack, this may be match of the year. Now, is this a situation where the hype may be too much for Walter Dragunov. As far as what the fans are expecting, it's always hard to say because, you know, it's the hype is up. It's on us. If we feel like something's overhyped, it's, it's our fault. We hyped it up too much. But I do, speaking of the build to it, I got to say, you look at that promo package they have where you have Dragunov saying this is war and all this other stuff. So intense. I was just watching that today. I think this is one of the most intense promo packages Again, people who haven't seen NXT UK, I think, are in for a real treat. Now, they're going to have to deal with the traveling and, and jet lag and all that comes with going from Europe all the way to the United States. Mm -hmm. So that'll be an issue. It'll also be in front of a crowd. Last time it wasn't in front of a crowd. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I've said before, though, and I doubled down on that again today. I think Dragunov's getting too emotional. I think he's getting too caught up in it. I think he's getting too worked up. I don't think he's thinking it through clearly. I don't think he's really strategizing. I think that's what was his undoing last time. And I think that's why Walter is going to retain. Whoa! Walter retains. If he retains, then he's a forever champion. That goes without saying that. If he retains. I mean, wow. how long do you got to be champion to be a forever champion? No one's held in the modern era a title as long as Walter. Uh, I mean, he may be the, the forever champion as long as he wants to be one. It seems that way. He's definitely north of 800 days as the NXT United Kingdom champion. Uh, it is one for the record books. And I think that about this time last year, we argued about this, or a little after this time last year, we argued about this, uh, What who is the best NXT UK champion. And back then, I said, hey, look, it's still Pete Dunne because he's had it so long before the pandemic, and it's an asterisk. But I think that, and I said even back then, that asterisk is quickly fading and disappearing. Currently 866 days and counting as NXT UK champion. Fantastic. Is it, NXT, is it NXT UK world champion? After they, not, I think I talked about that before, but is it NXT UK world champion if they're defending it in different countries? Different I think. Different hemispheres? Their original title is NXT United Kingdom championship, but I do think it's a world title. It has to be because it literally was defended in the, in the world. Like, why not? Why not? Right. I mean, it, it, that's the, it's the top, it's the top title of a brand that is, uh, being defended across the world. Uh, I, I think it's the most international title of all the titles of any of the, the major companies on network television. Because even, even when you look at the same brand, even when you look at, you know, I acknowledge Roman Reigns. I acknowledge the title. <laughs> but look, man, you've got Walter defending against people from countries all over the world. You've got 
the uh, women's championship being defended with people from countries all over the world. I think the most international title has got to be that NXT UK championship. And uh, Lamb, thanks for sticking around, says uh, USA, UK, Canada, Japan, and Germany. Yeah, and it's rolling, and it keeps on going. So, yeah, it's kind of like a world champion in the traditional sense. I mean, what other top title in a company can you list off that many that happened in that short of a time period? Like, I know that other world titles have been defended in other countries, but in the time period that the NXT UK title has been defended in all those different places? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I can't think of anything. I mean, you can throw in Saudi Arabia for the WWE title, but it doesn't seem nearly as glamorous because, of course, you're the top flight organization. Your champions can go whatever. But the UK is kind of like a brand that's like, I don't know, 1A or a, a tier two in the WWE system. To have that travel as far as it can just shows how prestigious it is. So. And even then, Saudi Arabia is one place as opposed to, uh, I, I think NXT, because they also did Australia. Awesome, uh, awesome, the, awesome. The, the main, The main one, if I'm not mistaken, right? They did a super did? show. Uh, I can't remember how long ago that was, though. Um, it was before the pandemic, so it feels like it was 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but I, I think you look at this. And yeah, I, I don't know any other. I, I really feel that the NXT UK title, when you think about people defending in different countries from competitors from different countries and things of that nature, no, no other title does it quite like the NXT UK title does. You're not wrong. Uh, also, it's all about titles. Carrying Cross versus Samoa Joe for the NXT Championship this Sunday. And well, unlike Walter, I, I can't see a future where Cross retains. Do you, Jack? It's It, it does feel like, uh, first off, never bet against Samoa Joe. So Joe, that's, Joe, a, that's Joe, part of it. Joe. It feels like this is Joe's time, which is weird because you would think that you would say this is Carrying Cross's time, TikTok. But with i think with him dividing his attention between raw and nxt i think that might be the thing that really causes an issue there it, i was thinking this it's funny because samoa joe keeps calling Karen cross young champion and if anyone else called someone a young champion you'd think it was a compliment yeah but when joe does it you're like ooh, yeah you inexperienced <laughs> yeah but if anyone else is like you're like yeah he's a young up-and-comer already a champion future ahead of him but joe says it and you're like oh man you just got put in your place young champion yeah <laughs> Ugh. well yeah i'm with you man I, I do feel like it's it's you know but against joe and i do think this is a whole new era for nxt whether you like it or not uh after the sunday so i do think joe wins here but but this championships are coming thick and fast you look at the women's title raquel gonzalez la reina is taking on dakota kai former friends are not enemies that never happens in wrestling right jack for the nxt women's championship we used to be good friends, and then you turned your back on me. You turned but, your back on me! Uh, <laughs> I am the tag team champion. <laughs> Where is Scarlett? Oh, wait, wrong chance. Wrong chance. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one, um, they, they did their little promo side by side, and uh, I like that that uh, Dakota Kai reminded Raquel Gonzalez of all the things she's done for Raquel Gonzalez and all the ways she's helped Raquel Gonzalez get where she's at now. Again, this is this is gonna be a good matchup. It, it, it feels like we're ready for it. It feels like it's time. The promo is a good way to remind us of what's happening. But as I was watching this, and I think everyone did a great job, but the whole time I was watching this, I was thinking, I'm ready. I'm ready for these two to fight. I'm ready for it to happen. Let's get them in the ring. Let's see what happens. And I think this is gonna be Raquel Gonzalez's biggest test yet. And will she pass that test? No. I, ha I, am, I am betting I am, it's it's Dakota Kai. She will get the win. 
She's going to become the champion. I think this is her time. Again, I always like to back the smarter people. And I no, no shot at Raquel Gonzalez, but Dakota Kai's crafty. She's I think she's got a strategy. I think she knows how to handle Raquel Gonzalez. I think the miles on the road is what's going to give her the edge of knowing how Raquel Gonzalez works. And she's going to be able to combat the strength difference with the strategy and those dangerous kicks that can take her out before Raquel Gonzalez has a chance to defend herself. Now, Dakota Kai is not a bad pick at all. Everyone's been saying that she should be champion. Dakota Kai has what they call the tools. But week in and week out on this show, you said, hey, man, Raquel Gonzalez, she can beat the whole division herself. She can be the tag team champion. She can do this. And now you're saying you've changing course and flippity flopping and she's not going to walk out the champ? What? You can have the most amazing army in the world, but once that Trojan horse sneaks in, it's too late. And I think that... Right now, Dakota Kai is someone who has that Trojan horse. She's gotten in the head of Raquel Gonzalez. She knows how she trains. She knows how she gets ready. She knows the things she's weak at. She knows all these different things. Those are things that other wrestlers who have faced Raquel Gonzalez in the past didn't have privy to. So Dakota Kai, she has these – you say she has all the tools. She has the right tools that's the difference she's has the correct tools having all the tools is fine but if you don't know which ones to take out of the toolbox that's not going to help you any dakota kai this is her time flippity flap uh, <laughs> also on the card la knight versus cameron grimes this next chapter of one of the most interesting stories of 2021 if cameron Grimes loses then ted dibiase will have to be a butler jack and jack as a guy with <laughs> dozens of butlers at your state how does it feel if you be in this match well, you know, I think right now that L.A. Knight, he's a smart guy. He's doing a good thing right now. He's just working on building up the people that are going to work yeah. for him. Let me talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fact of life. <laughs> oh my God. How you like that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and we can make fun of L.A. Knight. We can imitate the way he talks and all. He's, he's really fun to imitate, by the way, but. But he's smart here because he's not just sitting resting on his laurels. He's having his butler put in work, having him face big guys like Briggs, getting him worn down, getting him worked up so that now when they have the match, he's not going to be facing a 100% Cameron Grimes. He's going to be facing a percentage of Cameron Grimes. And I know Cameron Grimes all fired up. He's using his catchphrase to the moon all over again <laughs> but la knight has already got the win here he's already worn him down as cameron grimes has been doing back breaking labor week in and week out that has been wearing him down if if cameron grimes couldn't be la knight at 100 percent, how's he gonna beat him at 50 percent? this sure. is la knight's time to win and again he's going to reiterate that he is not only the best million dollar champion right now but he's the best million dollar champion of all time when he makes the million dollar man a pennies on the dollar butler dang well you did mention some good points about having Cameron Grimes against Josh Briggs very smart movement LA night and kind of cool they're doing side bet action I feel like that's the future of wrestling right now on my whatever app you use for that kind of thing uh Josh Briggs is pretty game but it was all for not but the idea of softening up Cameron Grimes seems to have worked but I I can't go with that Cameron Grimes has to, uh, this is a must-win situation because if old man DiBiase is somebody's butler, I would just cry and all the young wrestling fan tears I have deep in my childhood if he loses this one. 
Cameron Grimes, you know, he's going to put on a valiant effort, but valiant efforts rarely end in success. And that is going to, the way we've, what we've learned about the way America works, Flobo, is the rich get richer. And right now the million dollar champ is LA Knight. And I have a feeling he's just going to get richer. And also, I think was probably going to be our main event of that card. It's Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, three prime targets. We got two of them for this one, so we know it's going to be a banger. Best of three falls, but we all know some going to third falls. That's not kidney body. Uh, who do you got, and, and how and why? How? What a letdown it would be if they, uh, <laughs> if if like one of them just thrash, like squashed the other one. We, <laughs> right. don't get, we don't get to the second rest. It's like two roll ups. <laughs> Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, so just to confirm it's a regular match to start mm -hmm. then the second one is is it hardcore what was the second one again uh no disqualification no disqualification uh and then we end in a cage uh, if necessary last time they did this situation this is the same three types of matches they had this by the time. way let's cut you off it's technically a street fight but come on no disqualification street fight it's all the same yeah yeah, there's like four different names for the same thing. But yeah. it, what was it before? It was was it who was the ones that we had a similar one like this before? Was it Gargano and Gargano Cole? Gargano Cole, and it was the same three, right? But it was like uh, no, was like the street fight, then regular, then cage or something like that. But it was like the the weapons of destruction match where like there were things tied to the cage, like kendo sticks and like weapons and chairs. That was William Regal pick. So the fact that he didn't do that again it was kind of a letdown for me. But yeah, it was a cage environment. Well, you know, we don't know. They might lower the cage and stuff will be on there. Um, uh, but if Regal did that, you'll say, look at this guy doesn't care about his talent. I'm Jack Farrell. Well, he doesn't care. Look, William Regal's not is hardly paying attention here. And it, there's some stuff that's happening and we'll get into it. But the, the, the prime target, I think that's the real that's the real story here. The prime target is always amazing. They do such a good job with these. Uh, th these promo packages are always awesome. Uh, and it always hypes me up. These guys are going to have a great match. I, I feel in the past, I've said, I feel like I've seen it. I'm ready to move for these guys to move on. And there's a part of me that is, but I also know that this is a match that could steal the show. So right here we go. It's kind of like I thrown it back a, a decade, but uh, it's back when you'd always see Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady in, in football. Did you see it a million times? Yes, but it's always yeah. must see TV. And the fact that Tom Brady has that kind of rivalry with Mahomes now shows you how guy has been so good for so long. But that's besides the point. Uh, yeah. I got, I have Adam Cole winning this one. Um, do you? And if you do not, why? I have Adam Cole winning because Adam Cole always wins. You do, speaking of Tom Brady, you don't bet against the Tom Brady. And Adam Cole is the Tom Brady. He knows how to take advantage of every situation. Does he win in regular matches? Yes. Does he win in street fights? Yes. Does he win in cages? Yes. Why would I ever pick against Adam Cole? This is his brand. He's the best ever NXT wrestler ever, ever, ever. I'm going with the guy who is the best ever. Damn. I, th I think anyone who goes with Kyle Riley, no disrespect to Kyle Riley, you're betting with your heart. You're betting with your emotions. And look, that's fine. It's just not successful. Bet with your mind. Bet on Adam Cole. He's going to win, baby. Not sure talking about wrestling or investment advice, but also always true. 
Uh, moving on to elsewhere NXT Universe this week. Uh, our main event on Tuesday was a tag team championship match, MSK, all night and all day against Imperium. And while even though MSK got the win and a rightfully deserved one, it seems that Imperium doesn't have the same luster they had a couple years ago. That is until Walter got involved and Ula got involved mm-hmm. after that. Jack Farmer, questions I have. MSK are the tag team champions. We don't see them nearly often enough. And two, is Imperium even worth rebuilding at this point? Well, Let's start, let's start with MSK. MSK, they talk about how they feel like they've been overlooked. And I get what, why they're saying that. But my question to them, my response to them is, whose fault is it that they're being overlooked? You know, again, we talk about Tom Brady. Tom Brady's never overlooked. He's a champion, so we respect him. Patrick Mahomes, champion. We respect him. We don't overlook him. If you're a champion and you're being overlooked, is it my fault? Is it, is it the fans' fault? Is it the co- a, a, opponent's fault? If you're being overlooked and you're a champion, it's your fault. You got to find a way to stand out. You got to find a way to get noticed. You got to find a way to not get overlooked. If you're getting overlooked, that's your bad. Uh, I love MSK. I think they're fun. I think they're exciting. But don't come to me and tell me you're being overlooked. Make it worth my attention. Make it worth my time. Now, is this Jack Bayless? What's going on here? <laughs> they're the champions. I mean, yes, they said it because they're hungry. They want to be successful. Not because they like, wow, look at us. Be all sorry for us. Well, they, look, they, they said they're being overlooked. They, right. they're, they're saying it. They're saying right. they're being overlooked. I didn't come out here and say they're being overlooked. <laughs> that was their line. Uh, uh, so my thought is if you think you're being overlooked and you're the champion, then you're doing something wrong. Uh, no one is out here saying that uh, we're overlooking Karrion Cross. You know, no one's overlooking Raquel Gonzalez. They're not being overlooked. They're the champions. So if you're the champion and you're being overlooked and you need to do something now, as far as Imperium, here you are saying, here you are saying they got to be, is it worth rebuilding them as if they've not been rebuilt or as Uh, if they're not been built, if they fall apart, they've crumbled. They kind of have. These guys, did you see, did you see just how uh, shredded these guys were? They've been hitting the gym. They've been dieting. They've been look. They look great for the first time in years. They're all together. It seems rebuild. These guys finally yeah. got back together. There's nothing to rebuild. They're built. They're ready. They're good to go. And they left Dragonoff lying in a pool of his own blood today. This is a great day for Imperium. To be fair, the blood was from his match at Roderick Strong, which was okay. But the idea is that there was a time when that, when that music hit. It was like the next level was happening. But to, maybe his familiarity breeds contempt. Maybe a lot of matches didn't go their way. It just seems that they were not the, the peak form they were before the pandemic. And there was talks, those promos about adding on and adding new members to Imperium. That seems to have stalled as well. So I have to ask the question, Are there just, this is it? This is the final form of Imperium? Maybe, maybe not. Right now... You, you think about Julius Caesar and you think about Rome and how powerful it once was as we talked about Imperium and empires. Right now, they've got wolves at the door. They've got Dragunov knocking at the door trying to take the king. You don't have time to think about expanding and growing when you've got an issue right there in front of you. they got to take care of Dragunov first. Then they can start expanding the respect of the ring here in NXT stateside. 
Well, speaking about expanding rosters, the breakout tournament had a match on the other side of the bracket. The former Brandon Vink, Duke Hudson, took on Carmelo Hayes with Carmelo picking up the win. Carmelo faces uh, Odyssey Jones next week, or I think two weeks from now for the final match of the breakout tournament. But this one here made me cry just a little bit because it marks another situation where Jack chose wrong and his guy didn't go to the finals. I don't know what you're talking about. I said, it, you you always cut me off when I'm talking, by the way. What? I'm always trying to say stuff, and you cut me off. I said, the guy that beats Duke Hudson is going to win the NXT breakout tournament. I've been that saying not- that from the beginning. And here, I said that. Carmelo Hayes, he's in the finals. I called it perfectly. I think really well done, Jack Farmer. Pat on the old back, as they say. Can I, can I, can I continue? Are you finished? I don't want to cut you off. <laughs> Because in my notes, I have Jack's pick is out of the tourney. Bring out the asterisk. Because I asked you twice on two separate episodes. Who you got? Duke Hudson. Sweet suit, bro. And he got killed. So what? Just saying. I'm just as shocked you somehow found a way to interrupt me twice about the same thing. (laughs) It's insane. That aside, though, forget the fact you're wrong because it happens all the time and it's often. But you see that DDT that he took on that ring apron? Jeepers. That actually – that – you know, we, 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 we joke about clutching the old pearls. That was a gasp moment when that happened. That looked like it hurt so bad. I, I want to talk about uh, Carmelo Hayes, though. I want to talk about Odyssey Jones. Uh, and, and I was thinking about something here. And, and allow me to, to get a little, uh, you know, to... to I'll give you the solo screen. Overbuild so things. <laughs> overbuild things a little bit. But we have the breakout tournament. And right now, we have the finals about to happen. Carmelo Hayes, Odyssey Jones... And as we're getting into SummerSlam, and we're going to have Roman Reigns, the biggest name in pro wrestling right now, going up against John Cena, the guy who was the biggest name in pro wrestling. What's crazy about this is I look back to when John Cena debuted, and uh, or when Roman Reigns debuted, and um, uh, sorry, I messed this whole thing up. But basically... What I'm trying to say is that uh, when John Cena faced The Rock is what I'm trying to say. So Roman Reigns, John Cena, the two biggest. When John Cena faced The Rock, the guy from before him, it was the same year that Roman Reigns debuted. And Mm. when The Rock faced Hulk Hogan, the guy who came from before his time, that was the same year that John Cena debuted. And so what I'm trying to say here is, Hogan faced The Rock the year John Cena debuted. John Cena faced The Rock the year Roman Reigns debuted. Roman Reigns is facing John Cena as we have the finals of the breakout tournament. We may be seeing either Odyssey Jones or Carmelo Hayes someday, years from now, facing off against Roman Reigns in a very similar The Best Then Facing the best now matchup. That was I was I was on a ride. I didn't know where you were going. But <laughs> you landed the plane, dude. I got you. I totally I, get that. I fell, cool. I fell off for a second there. I messed I messed it up. It was such a good start. I messed it up. I confused myself because I was going backwards. <laughs> but you make a good point. This is what we're doing. The breakout tournament, yeah. everyone in that one. I mean, I know 
roster statuses are up in the air, but the ones that were in that tournament last time, we all know now, whether for whatever reason we know where they are, and this could be a big one. Odyssey Jones and Carmelo Hayes look like they're going to be the next chapter of NXT, whatever that chapter that may be. I know it's early, but do you have a preference? Do you think you have a prediction? I want to make sure you have all the time and space to think about who's going to win this finals matchup, Carmelo Hayes or Odyssey Jones? I told you, the guy that beats Duke Hudson is going to win the tournament. It's going to be Carmelo Hayes. Anyone who could beat Duke Hudson is going to win this tournament. It's going to be Carmelo Hayes with a bullet. Record it. Clip it out. That's who's going to win. All right. For your sake, I hope he does win. Uh, I'm I'm torn, but I was leaning towards Carmelo. I just feel like his his bracket was a little bit more challenging, and then he has the momentum. Even the momentum's a thing they mention every month in wrestling shows, which I don't know what that means. He won momentum, but he loses anyway. Okay, but anyway. <laughs> But anyway, uh, yes, I'll get Carmelo Hayes my pick to win this one as well. So I guess I'm on your side, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. But moving on elsewhere into we're NXT land. Yeah, we're friends again, but until now. Uh, Jesse Kamea and a jacked Robert Stone <laughs> match <laughs> against Index, where at the end of it all, in the in the Hartwell, Dexter Lewis is getting married. The match itself was loony, to say the bit, because we have Frankie Monet saying ringside. But now we have a wrestling proposal. Those always work out in wrestling, right, Jack? Imagine if, if, imagine if you will, General Manager William Regal enforcing stipulations. Ugh, Just imagine go. it. Imagine it. Then it happens. We wouldn't, we wouldn't have this match. This wouldn't have happened. This shouldn't have happened. This I was agree. a this was a complete miscarriage of justice. The fact that this happened, I can't believe that William Regal sat there saying they made a stipulation and right. they're not going to enforce it. And in fact, right in the face of that stipulation, they're going to have a tag team together. And right in the face of that stipulation, they're going to get engaged. This is just ridiculous. To be fair, the stipulation is really more of a gentleman's agreement. There's no security that's going to break these people up. (laughs) No sex for you guys. It's over. You lost a match last week. It's not going to. A gentleman's agreement. How come whenever whenever things don't go the way you want them to, it's all a gentleman's agreement? But when right. it goes the way that the world wants it to go, suddenly it's like, oh, no, you. this is ridiculous. Folks. It's a gentleman's agreement. Look, if Cameron Grimes lost his match last month and was like, I'm not being a butler. William Regal can't do anything about that. You can't force him in the chains that you're now working for LA Knight. It's a gentleman's agreement. Stipulation. That is how the stipulations work. You have Did- to follow through. This is complete. I, I'm going to say it. Malarkey. It's malarkey. Malarkey's my word. <laughs> you have <Well>. shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> <I'll tell you. laughs> it's my trademark, baby. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, that's fair. Uh, let's talk about what we can agree on. Yeah. Robert Stone is a national treasure. Woo! <laughs> it's a treasure. Tell me that wasn't a bit. What from the ponytail to the to the dive to the outside? This is fun. I had so much fun, and I was gonna say in, in truth, in truth too, something that needs to be said. Jessica May has best match, I think, in a long time. She, came, she looked great today. Uh, I thought she had an amazing match. Frankie Monet messing everything up though, not knowing how to be on the outside. Come on, Frankie. That's a weird thing. Like, I don't know what's her deal. Like, people are saying she's being misused, which I think it's not quite accurate, but I am a bit confused about her role in this whole thing. Yeah, I don't really understand what the end game is here, but maybe we're not supposed to. Maybe, maybe Robert Stone is still putting things together and making things better down the line, but 
I thought he looked amazing. His outfit looked great. He was shredded. His hair was amazing. <laughs> Unfortunately, he missed the dive to the outside, but that was that was probably one of my favorite moments of the week was the dive to the outside. I, I'm glad because I know they were saying with uh, with being the Robert Stone character whether or not he'll still wrestle, but the fact it was kind of a treat to see that he still got it. He still got it. He really, he really <laughs> does. Uh, I mean, he really was great. I don't know if there's a reason he's not wrestling. I don't know how old he is. Uh, mm. oh, um, for you. I mean, he seems young. I don't know, but the older I get, the younger people seem. I'm like, <laughs> Ric Flair seems young enough to still. <laughs> he can still. Yeah, people born in 2000 are full adults now. You're like, ugh. Uh, October 1st, 1983, 37 years old. That's not, that's not old then. He, he's it kind of is old for an athlete. Yeah, yeah but but I mean, uh, well, like, because AJ is 42, right? True. Finn uh, Balor's 40, 45 is Lashley. Mm -hmm. So if he theoretically has five years left, it's I wouldn't say hang him up for age. I mean, I don't know what his how he feels. Obviously, it's what he wants to do, but. I don't think that's that's an age where I would hang him up. Speaking of though, being older, I, I do gotta say I mentioned Hogan earlier. I always said before, I always feel bad. Like I, I, it's really hitting me right now. I used to say that like when I think about the best wrestlers ever, people would always say, "What about Bruno San Martino?" I'd be like, "Oh, that was before I was born. I don't really count him." But now yeah. guys like Stone Cold and Hulk Hogan are in that for people who are like in their twenties, and I think that hurts my feelings a little bit. Like oh. I could be like, oh yeah, Stone Stone Cold, uh, yeah, he's one of the best ever, and they'd be like, ah, it was before I was born. I don't really count him. Oh, right, getting teenagers now. I've been like, all right, when I was a kid, I watched CM Punk. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, but Jack yeah. Farmer, we got to keep going because that time for burning questions. These are things yes. I've just been watching and looking while I was watching NXT this week. Maybe you can help me out with this. Okay. All right. Uh, is John Gargano right? Are are hot air balloons pretty cool? They are kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. Like, I kind of uh, want to get it. I, I've always wanted to ride a hot air balloon. Oh, they have one in Orange County, man. We we'll probably do it one day. It's fun. <laughs> I, I'm terrified of flying, but I still want to try it. I can imagine like you and I on a hot air balloon, like totally like giving each other like the most dirtiest looks. <laughs> the most like fun time ever. Across the way. like, But both of us, uh, <laughs> different ones are like, go higher. I was telling the person, like, <laughs> I said higher. <laughs> And that's what how we started around the world in 80 days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all upset. Uh, what do you make of this hit roll like all the Phantasma Brack Room Brawl that happened this week? I thought it was first off, I thought Vic Joseph was a jerk for calling Escobar disgusting for taking the grill when it was only payback for what happened to, to him earlier. That said, Escobar just being uh, an adult here, being the bigger man saying, look, we went too far. Let's cool it down. And then hit, uh, hit row attacks him for no reason. Swerve throwing his jacket at uh, Joaquin and uh, Raul. I don't know what he was thinking. This guy's trying to make this professional. Escobar's trying to do the right thing. Hero just being completely unprofessional. I thought it was really a, a stain on professionalism in wrestling. <laughs> stain. I mean, that's so dramatic. Uh, Mal Malcolm Bivens loses a member of Diamond Mine and doesn't mention them or replace him. Worst manager ever? Um, I wouldn't call him the worst manager ever, but uh, there's been some pretty unsuccessful managers out there. I, I do wonder how you what the talk in the uh, drive home looks like after this week, though, where if you're diamond mine, the whole thing is about being successful, about winning championships and making money. They lost a member, lost a match, feels farther away from a championship than they were before. 
kind of a tough spot to be if you're diamond line right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, JC Jane and Rich Holland, Pete Dunn both had problems this week. Which one made a bigger impact? I would say Rich Holland. And the difference is, and the reason I say Rich Holland is because he was specific. He mentioned who he wanted to call out. He called them out. He set the match. Uh, Jane's was fine, it, but it was more vague. And it's hard to really grasp where you're going and what you're doing when you have the vague, I'm here to make an impact kind of promo versus, hey, Thatcher, you and me next week. Yeah. Uh, we don't really do this around these parts anymore, but Samantha Urban, boo thing of the week? Yeah. I say, <laughs> sure. Hey, Jack, where's Scarlet? I don't know. I don't know where Scarlet is. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, I have no information, uh, just so no one thinks that this is. But it is one of those times in the world where when someone disappears from TV for a little bit, there's a you have to assume that there might be a reason they're keeping them away from everybody else. Um, that's my first thought whenever someone's not on TV for a little bit over the past year and a half is if Fair. someone's not on TV for a little bit, probably not allowed to be around anybody else. But I don't know that. I don't know any of those issues. Uh, and, but that for now, that's what I would assume is what's happening. Two more for you. Zoe Stark and Io Shirai are a team with Io hates it, but I love it. Am I wrong? These odd couple tag teams are always fun to watch. I think Io Shirai's right, though. She knows about championships. You don't need to be friends. You just need to retain the title. You don't need to be best friends and texting each other and understanding each other's languages and cultures. As long as you win the match, that's all you're supposed to be there for. Hot take, agree, disagree. For NXT to really survive and thrive it needs to get out of the cwc i want them desperately to get out of the cwc i want them to go and get in front of real crowds again i think the cwc was amazing for when it was established but now that so many other wrestling companies are out there in front of people you need to get out in front of people i agree what up big money Oh man, we gotta hang out Big again money. soon. Good times, good times. Uh, Jack, that does it for us, man. Uh, you know, it's a crazy week in the black and gold brands. I got some crazy wrestling to catch up on because it just seems to pile up week in and week out. But if someone want to check you out online, stalk you, understand how far along you are, your symbiosis application, how to go about doing that? Yeah. So, by the way, the application is an IQ test, and I don't have time to explain to you what that is, but it's, you know. Only certain people can finish it. In any case, if you want to follow me, uh, make sure to follow me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. I'm working on all sorts of stuff, whether it be championship wrestling from Hollywood, Santino Brothers Wrestling Academy, Wrestling Inc. After Show, uh, the AEW uh, Elite of the Week, which we're moving to Mondays now, by the way, for anyone who follows that show as well, so we can bring in both dynamite and rampage uh also do anytime radio counting down all the best music of the week uh and i think that does it but follow yeah. me on social media i'll keep you up to date there and your mvp of nxt this week is without a doubt pretty deadly i mean tough match got the win look great in a mustache what more could you ask of people well for what it's worth you're Awesome superior host Lobito is going with Stevie Turner. She's I'm always a fan. Today she proves it. She can hang with the champ. But that does for me as well. At Flobo Boys on Twitter, uh, at Flobito uh, on Instagram, drapedingold.com is a website to learn more about this show and all the other shows. We'll be back here next Thursday with episode 52. Can't believe it's been a year just hanging with Jack. Yay. Can but I say I one thing real quick? No. Sorry to cut no, you no. off right in your clothes. 
Leave a five-star review on Apple Music, why don't you? Yeah, what the hell, man? (laughs) Help a brother out. Get all the reviews we can get. Yeah. But Jack Farmer, until next time, say the words. Do your best and be yourself.